from a fallout shelter somewhere under Seattle, Washington, is the show you've been waiting for. Get ready to join your hosts, John and Kendrick, as they talk comics, movies, and more. Now here's Spoiler Country! Alright, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kendrick, and that is Mr. Horsley. And today on the show, well, it's another Kickstarter with our boy, Danny J. Quick, and yeah. his fourth his wall Supreme. production. Yep. he. I mean, he's got fourth wall production. He works with Morgan Iverson a lot and a whole grip of other people. They're putting yeah. out a lot of cool stuff, but they just got done, or they're not just done. They're in the middle of a Kickstarter for King Supreme. Yeah, we had you know we had him on God a long time ago for um, Ace he's been Blade. on a couple times. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was on our Black Panther episode. He's been on episodes just talking with us. He's been on episodes promoting books. So, and he's you know I got to hang out with him when I was in North Carolina. He's a, he's a great dude, and I'm happy to have him come back on and talk about King Supreme and what it is and why you should back it with Casey. And I was glad that he was able to to schedule all time with Casey to talk because uh, you and I have been pretty freaking busy, and it's nice to get Casey's perspective on interviews. So, like, I I, I actually really enjoy hearing his interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey does a good job. Yeah, and King Supreme is a is a fun, it's a fun read. It's a cool character. It's a cool concept. And you know what? Why don't we just let Casey and Danny talk about the book and the Kickstarter? There we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spoiler Country. My name is Casey Allen, and today I have a special guest by the name of Danny Quick. And he has a book coming out called King Supreme. Danny, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Casey. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Thank you so much. Oh, no, it's, it's no problem. I, you know, I, I've not talked to you yet. However, I've heard you several times. And uh, every time you come on the show, uh, you, you bring something new to the table. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy to talk to you. So... Uh, so you're out in, in the Carolinas, man. How, how is it out there? It's um, it's too hot right now. It's um, it's <laughs> it's ridiculously hot outside, and um, I'm glad that my AC is working because I, I don't th- I don't know if I could stand it, man. But uh, like I said, I, I appreciate y'all having me on the show. I feel like kind of part of the family now. I feel like you know cousin John and Uncle Kenrick, and now I'm, now I'm talking to you for the first time. So you know this is cool. Yeah, man. John and Kenrick are great guys, and I've I've really enjoyed getting uh, getting to have the opportunity to help them out on their show. Uh, John mm-hmm. just recently took on a, a new position at his work, so he is crazy stacked up with work. So I'm I'm trying to be the maybe less capable fill in help, but <laughs> either way, we're gonna no, get it done, man. Doing a great job. I, I was, um, <laughs> like I was saying, John was John was actually out here. You know, I actually met him in person um, not too long ago, and, and yeah, he's, he's a busy man, so I understand that. <clears throat> so, um, so you, you've been at this for a while, man. Uh, you, you're with uh, Fourth Wall Productions. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about Fourth Wall? What all you guys have have put out? Yeah, we've been um, we've been fourth wall is fourth wall productions is our little publishing company. We do comic books, we do um, short films, and we we have a podcast. What we call that we call the Super Short Podcast. And um, you know, we we call ourselves the first fully connected 
um, comic book universe because we, um, you know, everything in every area of our that we put out is connected. So all of our comic books, the Ace Blade and King Supreme comic books are connected to every episode that we put out in the podcast. And then the short films that we do are also connected. So, you know, um, we claim to be the first first fully connected. You know, um, DC and Marvel and Image, they put out movies and stuff like that, but they're not connected to the comics from from 50 years ago. All of our stuff is connected, and we intend to keep it that way. You know, um, for 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 the whole time we're we're in publication. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And so you you've been at this a while. What got you into comics in the first place? Ooh, um, well, I always loved. I, I always get in trouble when I say this, but I'm gonna keep saying it because people people don't believe it. But I never really read comic books growing up. I always uh, I didn't really have like, like a comic book store or anywhere to buy comic books at. You know where I was growing up in North Carolina. But I, I watched cartoons all the time. Like any cartoon that was on, I was in love with it. Whether it was you know Ninja Turtles or spider-man or whatever it was you know i was i was always watching cartoons so i got to really know these characters and stuff like that and i really got (laughs) emotionally attached to them i actually uh ended up going to the hospital one time after splitting my head open um one day because when i was young i was like six or seven years old i threw like a temper tantrum when they were when they said that ninja turtles wasn't going to come on that day they said we're not going to be showing ninja turtles i threw my head back and busted my head open Turns out it was an April Fool's joke, and you know I went oh. to the hospital for no reason. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm kind of attached to these characters that they that people have been creating for all these years, and always, you know, wanted to write and create my own. So that's that's awesome. And so I'm I'm guessing eventually you did kind of get into comics. What what mm-hmm. what was the first one you read that that gripped you and you said I want to do this. Um, around the time when I got deployed to Iraq, I, I actually, you know, I've been reading comic books for a while, but there was a, a story that came out, World War Hulk. Um, oh, yeah. I know. Everybody, yeah, everybody knows that comic, that run, but like, it was the first time that I was like, okay, I got to get to the comic. Like, I have to get there to get this book when it comes out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to know what happens next. <laughs> this is something, this is crazy. You know, uh, Hulk is out here smashing everybody. Um, the whole thing on planet Sakaar. And, uh, it was, it was, it was amazing to me. Like the, that story just grabbed me and it wasn't anything thematically that was enticing about it. Nothing, you know, educational or it was just the fact that Hulk was mad and he was beating everybody up. So, you know, I just needed to see what happened next. And it was the first time I really realized that, you know, comics could do that. And by that time, I was already writing, you know, this character Ace Blade. And, you know, I was like, wow, you know, if I could create something that had this kind of emotional response in other people, it would be amazing. So that's awesome. And honestly, I just read the uh, World War Hulk um line and, and planet hulk uh, right after that and uh i'm about you know a good 15 years late in reading it and it was incredible um i, w- I wasn't expecting a hulk comic to be that good and i've been wanting to check out yeah. the immortal hulk uh yeah. because i hear that is nothing short of incredible but yeah uh, they it's some 
So what what was your inspiration behind Ace Blade? Um, Ace Blade kind of, um, I'll say, I, I, Ace Blade is the most like me from all of all the characters that we have. Um, really, it just started as you know me and my me and a good, good friend of mine, Christoph Hollers, actually the co-creator of Ace Blade. We were talking at work and, you know, we were just talking about Spider-Man and all these characters that we loved and all this stuff. We were just geeking out. And he just was like, yeah, I actually created this character, you know, back in the day when I was in high school. And, you know, I never did anything with him. He told me about it. And then um, I was like, man, I'd love to write. You know, I want to write a story about him. So I went home and I just started writing, writing, writing about him. And um, came back and I had like 30 pages written. And he was like, oh, man, you were kind of serious about that. I didn't know. Uh, so, um, you know, his story is all about, you know, helping the little guy and, and, and being, you know, a protector to those who can't protect themselves and, and, and being uh, in control of your own, you know, your own agency. So self-control and all that stuff. And, you know, kind of my life is with instances where I had to choose to, you know, not be selfish about things, um, you know, and I've got four children, so you know we got to look out for the look out for the babies. Uh, even when I want to go, you know, to Ruth Chris and eat my eat a good steak, you know, I gotta gotta feed and make sure I feed my children. So <laughs> being a being a father being a father will make you, uh, you know, you have to look out for your babies. You got to take care of them. And then um, also, I'm I, I was in the military for for twelve years, so you know, um, during that time when I was away, um, Ace Blade was kind of my um, what I had to focus on, that, you know, kind of took my mind off of where I was. And, you know, while I was in Iraq, I actually wrote, you know, the majority of the Ace Blade novel that, that we published in, in 2010. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So I can't imagine being in, in a high-stress situation like that and being able to turn on the creativity and and get get those creative juices flowing like that what was there anything that you did to to help you kind of get in that mode hmm i don't i don't know i don't i never really thought about that before i just kind of sat down and it was always a, a desire of mine to you know to i have i have this this um this character flaw where I have to finish something, you know, where I have to, to, I have to finish things. I have to fix things that are broken. And, um, you know, in my, I guess during that time in my head, it was just, you know, sit down and, and write when I could, you know, just to, just to kind of get it out. And then once I got it out, it was like, okay, now it has to be finished. So I, I have to, I have to sit down and finish it. So I don't know. I don't know if there was a, a certain thing that I did to get in a creative mode. It was just the story was always, it was there. Like the, the story was there and it was in my brain and I had to, you know, I had to get it out, I guess. I don't, I don't really know. That's awesome. So, so I ask a lot of different people this and I, I talked to um, Jimmy Palmiotti not long ago and uh, we, I asked him if he listened to music while he while he wrote. He said he mm-hmm. he actually listened to a lot of instrumental stuff. Do you do you do any, do you put anything on while you write? Yeah, I, I listen to a lot of instrumentals too. I I can't listen to um, I love hip hop and I love rap, but I can't listen to 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 um, wordy music. 
when I when I write because their their stories like it'll be it's like listening to a story while I'm trying to tell a story. Um, so it's it's kind of kind of hinders me a little bit. But you know, putting on um, like Mustego or something like that, where it's just like a hip hop beat or you know even classical music can kind of maybe i think more if it more that i don't i can't i can't uh work in silence i've like i said i got four children so i'm kind of used to there being some noise around all the time uh so um it might be more more that uh silence disturbs me than anything uh but yeah i always like to put some music on awesome awesome uh um I've been listening to a bunch of just like random, like black metal stuff, just really, really drony metal stuff. Uh, and then the other day, I, I discovered uh, Thundercat, and uh, he he does like kind of like jazzy stuff. And uh, I, I looked him mm-hmm. up. I was like, oh, he's the guy that did the Pimp a Butterfly about album by Kendrick Lamar. So yeah, no, no fucking wonder it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thundercat is yeah, Thundercat is dope. That yeah. dude is uh, he's all over the place. He plays all the dusty parts yeah. of the instrument. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so King Supreme, can you tell me a little bit about King Supreme? Yeah, King Supreme is um I actually um you know created King Supreme early early on um when I was writing Ace Blade. I when I was when I was um when I'm writing I always try to build out the world around the characters, you know, try to make characters who have to interact with Ace Blade so those characters have to have, you know, values and morals and they have to have some consistency. And um, you know, I created um this character King Supreme and um it was just hard for me to kind of fill out what his purpose was. I knew what he, what I wanted his powers to be. And I knew I wanted his things to be um, because funny story. I actually created King Supreme because I hate Superman so much. Um, (laughs) Don't tell John um, that. I know John, John gets up me all the time about that, but I've told him, you know, it's because the the way that um, Superman has written, his powers change so much for no reason, you know, um, you know, every time, you know, he needs to be able to lift, you know, a trillion pounds. He can just do it, you know, even though his limitations were previously this or whatever. Or, you know, sometimes kryptonite works, sometimes it doesn't. It just depends on, you know, his willpower or whatever. So um, that kind of drove me to create this character who had these, you know, incredible powers, but also you know depending on who it is that's wearing the crown they had these crazy weaknesses too so um whoever you know whoever wears the crown becomes the king but um you know his powers specifically suit that person so if if you believe that you can fly when you put on the crown you can fly if you believe you can you're bulletproof then you will be but if you have those doubts in yourself like we all do as humans you know those things can um can can kind of creep in and and make you vulnerable so those become your weaknesses if you believe that you know if you believe that a cat can can scratch you and die if you have a a, if you're arachnophobic you know and spiders are you know you're scared of spiders you have to overcome those things in order to be better so that's what um you know king supreme story is all about over overcoming our our shortcomings so that we can you know grow as people awesome it kind of amplifies your your inner psyche and and 
That, mm-hmm. That's awesome. And also, I agree with you. Superman is a freaking dork. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's it's just ridiculous. Over the years, I think Superman, you know, it's a good concept, but I just over the years, they just, you know, took it so many directions. I think it's time. Like, I love Batman, Superman, Spider-Man and all these characters. But, you know, it's it's time to retire some of these guys and let, you know, let Ace Blade and, and King Supreme let, let us tell our stories. Because, you know, I've had all, I've had enough of, uh, you know, seeing Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne's parents die and Uncle Ben die. And like, it's just, okay, I get it, you know? (laughs) And and so that you're, you're, you're completely right. There's going to have to be, we're going to have to be able to move beyond these characters that are Mm -hmm. on such a pedestal now and have such a massive, massive weight of um, backstory and canon you can only mm-hmm. restart Superman so many times before people are like, "What? What the hell? I, I don't get it." Yeah. In, in a way, I kind of wish that th- they had kept up with the way they wrote them a long time ago. In that each issue was its own separate story, and canon wasn't so much mm-hmm. of a thing as just kind of like uh, kind of a suggestion. Yeah. But if you didn't follow it, who gives a shit? It's a comic. Um, yeah, you, you know, it's twenty four pages of of a story, and and you can use it to escape, and it doesn't mean it doesn't have to be good literature. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. a you know its own little story. Um, but I, yeah, some, I, you know, I, you know who I think is to blame. Oddly, I think um, you know soap operas are the reason that <laughs> that changed because soap operas came along and we're telling these you know season-long stories where these characters you know kind of grew and changed over over you know six months or over a year and you know somebody died and then you know somebody's cousin came in and then you found out there was a twin you know there was all these twists and these people you know people naturally you know get attached to these characters and it it's it was wildly successful you know our all our parents were watching these stories and uh watching these soap operas and you know you know every market has to kind of kind of has to adjust and i know there were you know serialized storytelling uh, way before soap operas but i think that might have been like the first time where it was widely widely used and um i know i don't know i i just feel like blaming so for that. <laughs> That's right, days of our lives. Suck it, you suck. <laughs> General <laughs> Hospital, take a hike. Um, I, I agree with you, man. It they kind of they kind of collapsed under the weight of their backstories, and um, I'm mm-hmm. sure people who were avid watchers of them eventually got tired of it because it, they had seen it all. And you you only have mm-hmm. so much um, uh, suspension of disbelief that um, yeah. the guy that's dating the the CEO of this company also used to date her mother, who also used to date her daughter, and uh, he right. came back with a different face. Um, yeah. Uh, what I'm trying to say is... Uh, I want to write a soap opera. <laughs> 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 Fucking 
Hire me, you cowards. Hey, I think you should do it, man. It, it, it's and it's not all bad. It's not that it's all bad. I love serialized. I love you know that we have TV shows that you know like game. I've, even though I've never watched Game of Thrones, you know John tells me about it all the time, and it's you know it's a great story, oh, and man. I love that you know the characters grow over over so many seasons. And shows like Community and you know The Office, those shows are just like some of my favorite shows, but. Um, you know, they 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 have that episodic feel to them, like each episode is kind of different, but, you know, the characters still grow over the season. So um, that's kind of what we try to do with our stories. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and everything is tied together in its own little universe. Where is this? Where are these comics set? Um, so we have um, we have. Our, most of our stories pl- take place on Earth, but King Supreme is our first, you know, um, our first hero that is, you know, kind of off world. He has all of these powers. He can fly. You know, he doesn't need to breathe when he has the mat, when he has the crown on um, all of that. So it's like, you know, King Supreme can 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 do all of these things. He can fly to different planets. He's, you know, and, and especially this this iteration of the character, uh, Ryan Smith. Um, um, like I was saying earlier, I had. Um, I had a lot of trouble, you know, figuring out what I wanted this character to be. And um, the the artist that, you know, came in and kind of redesigned the character for me um, while I've been there, he co-created, you know, this version of, of of King Supreme. And, you know, I decided, you know, I really like what he did with it. So we kind of we co-create we co-own the character now together. That's awesome. And, and so one thing about um, your comics, if you don't mind me saying the art on these on these pages is phenomenal. Um, I, I've been yeah. looking at your back catalog, and uh, you you guys have been knocking it out of the park with with art. And, I appreciate uh, that. It looks like uh, looks like Wally's a keeper. With, yeah, Wally, Wally's the man. I always call him the young legend. You know, from Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina, uh, and uh, he's a uh, he's absolutely great. And um, I'm glad that he you know he's he's stuck with us for this long, and um, he's also a, a great storyteller too. So. It's um, I'm I'm just happy to have him on board and and um, I think we're gonna I think this this next story is really gonna wow a lot of people. That's awesome. So once once King Supreme is over, what what are your plans? I'm sure you guys have a few other things in the works. Can can you tell us a little bit about what you have going on after that? Oh yeah, we got um, I was actually <laughs> joking with uh. With another one of our writers, Morgan Iverson, I was saying that um, I was going to release our phase two, you know, uh, like Marvel does. And, and, <laughs> t- and you know, just tell everybody what we got coming up. But um, we have um, a couple of t- couple of titles that we're working on and a couple of films. So um, after King Supreme, we're going to do um, Lumberjacks number two. Um, that book will be coming out soon. Um, and then we have another Ace Blade title that we're working on where he um, faces off um it's called the villains issue. So he'll fight, you know, several of his villains in that issue and you'll be introduced to them. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of my favorite scripts that I've ever written. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hyped to get to that. Then we're also introducing a character called um, Queen Zajay at the end of the year, uh, a character that I based on my wife. And then, um, the podcast is um, this season is villain season, so we're we're discovering all a lot of the villains in the in the fourth wall universe, and then we got some um, some short films in the works too. But you know those are for 
for a little bit later. That's awesome. So you, you guys also podcast. How, how, how has that experience been? Uh, it's, it's been great. I, I, I like doing the podcast because it's, um, so when we do comics, it takes us a long time to, to produce comics. You know, sometimes it takes four to six to six months to a year, you know, depending on what kind of story we're trying to tell and what kind of budget we're working with the podcast, we can literally write it, record it and put up a podcast, you know, in a week or, you know, shorter than that if we need to. So, um, you know, like I said, all of our stories are connected. So it kind of keeps, gives us something to, to, you know, to, to give our fans, you know, in between reading comics and, and, and the films, you know, weekly, something that they can read, something they can listen to, that has to do with Ace Blade or King Supreme and and all of these other characters um, between time. So it's really been really fun for us to to do this podcast because it keeps us writing and it keeps us always creating and you know it keeps our 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 fan base engaged. So that's I'm, awesome. I'm enjoying it. You man, you guys are prolific. You guys are all over the place. <laughs> um, We're trying to try to do some new stuff, man. We um, I think it's I think it's cool that there's, there's a lot of indie creators and stuff like that but we're trying to do things that are a little different and things that that are fun to us and that we would like to see people do you know so we're we're trying man we're trying to get keep it going what's the best method that you guys have have been able to find your audience where, where do you mostly uh make that connection at um i said shows we um we we started off doing a lot of shows we did um <laughs> A lot of comic cons like we did um nc comic con and and um you know heroes con in charlotte and all of these other shows this year we're going to baltimore so we we had oh, nice you know we we love getting face-to-face people face face-to-face with people i always tell them i'm um, i'm a little awkward online so i don't i don't do as well online with people but if i can get in front of you if i can talk to you you know i can usually uh i can usually get along with you so um and we're, we're starting to do a little more of that. Like I said, we're going to Baltimore later this year. And then we got, you know, showing Greensboro coming up. And, and um, we were just at BlurredCon. We didn't have a table, but I was out there, you know, just hanging out and, and had a blast. So That's cool. Yeah, I, we're hoping to eventually hit some cons up with the book that John and I did. Um, I've never done a con before, so... Uh, I'm I'm terrified. <laughs> do you have yeah. do you have any advice for for uh for indie creators who are just starting out? Oh man. Uh <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm just starting out myself, but um it's I'd just say just keep going like the the all the major stuff that we've been through, you know, hasn't killed us yet, you know, the 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 budgets and the delays and you know, stuff like that happens. I just say always just keep creating, keep writing, whatever it is that you do with you write music, if you're doing comics, if you're, you know, trying to write a novel, just keep um, doing what you can control and then, you know, just do your best with everything else. Awesome. Awesome. And so the Kickstarter that you guys are running, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, um, we start on on July twenty sixth, um, and we're trying to raise you know thirty five hundred dollars. We actually changed up the the way that we um, are doing our kickstarters before. Our, with our previous four books, you know, we we did the kickstarter and then we started working on the book. 
but this one we actually are almost finished with the book so now um once we if we get funded you know we'll be able to get the book out to people a lot sooner they won't have to wait six months to 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 get this book it, it, we should be able to get it to um get it in people's hands by november if we you know we get funded and, and everything goes according to plan so so um you know it's for the the single comic book we're actually not doing any digital um any digital books this time it'll be um this is more like for the collectors and stuff like that nice so we have we have four different variant covers for this we have a standard cover that we're gonna you know keep selling after the kickstarter but we have a kickstarter exclusive cover and then you know my company has a cover the fourth wall cover and then wally's um cover wally's company also has a cover so you know there are four different covers that you can get during only during this campaign and then um you know so we're we're hoping that you know kind of piques people's interest and like you said, I, I think Wally is one of the, you know, the dopest young artists out these days. So um, hopefully people will come out and, and support us. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right now. I'm looking at the variant covers and those are incredible. You have some really, really good uh, variant covers and that hat looks badass. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I'm going to have probably about five or six of those myself. That hat. I got yeah. I got to have those. <laughs> That is, uh, that is solid. So, um, yeah, uh, this, uh, King Supreme, a God complex prelude by Wally McNair and Danny J quick. Um, look it up on Kickstarter. Uh, it starts, uh, in two days. So, uh, almost, uh, almost ready to go. And you guys are going to kill it. I hope so, man. I, I really appreciate it. Casey, um, um, tell, um, before I go, I wanted to tell John, there's no, I, I was listening to the episode that they did, you know, about the similarities between Get super em. villain, super Get em. and I want to tell John specifically, there's no way that Iron Man would ever beat Batman. It just will not happen. Okay. I know I said that we're tired of, um, Batman stories and Spider-Man stories, but if they ever came face to face, Batman would absolutely destroy uh, Iron Man 10 times out of 10. I just want to make sure that he knows that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think that, you know, I, he doesn't really have the same power set or anything like that. But uh, I think he's smarter. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. But my, my, my. Especially when it comes to fighting. Yes. Yeah, especially when it comes to like fighting and, and battle plans and tactics and strategy. Batman, Bruce Wayne has that, you know. Take the, take um, the suit off of Tony that. and he's fucked, man. Yeah, it's like, come on now. Now, I see, that's where um, Ace Blade is different, okay? So <laughs> I always tell people that Ace Blade, Ace Blade is, is a supreme fighter. That's all he does is plan for fights. And and if if it was Ace Blade, if it was Terrell Durham, which is Ace Blade's, um, you know, um, secret identity, if it was Terrell Durham versus Bruce Wayne, Terrell Durham would win. But there's no way that Ace Blade could beat Batman. He's just got uh, access to too much stuff. You know, oh, so, yeah. you know, that's just how it goes. And one, one thing that I do want to say, though, is I'm super, I'm, I'm getting tired of everybody going, well, Batman has a plan. He is the Elizabeth Warren of of superheroes. He has a plan for that, and it's <laughs> getting so old. 
Like, no, no. He he doesn't That's have hilarious. a plan for everything. He's he's a he is a rich guy that goes out and beats up on poor people. Screw that guy. <laughs> That's true, exactly. Like, oh yeah. up these poor <laughs> I can just imagine <laughs> like Superman and Wonder Woman talking about it. Like uh, he he mm-hmm. these guys just just robbed a shop and he he's they're, they're poor and he's beating the crap out of them. Yeah, he's working through some shit. I don't <laughs> just let him do it. Yeah. Come on now. So, yeah. Uh, I, I like Batman comics. I will always read Batman comics. But, yeah, sometimes you just gotta call BS when, when BS appears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, Danny, anything else you want to talk about before we uh, before we let you go, man? Um, no, I'm. Uh, I appreciate it, man. I, like I said, I appreciate y'all having me on. I feel like part of the family. Um, I'm always checking out your show, and I and I love it. The content is great. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. I, I'll catch you next time, dude. I, I'm okay. So I'm wanting to. Uh, no, nobody's gonna hear this at all. Uh, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm wanting to do like a roundtable with a few people and mm-hmm. just talk about nerd shit. Nothing, nothing too yeah. deep. I just want people to argue about stupid superhero stuff. And uh, I think that you would be an awesome addition to that group. Uh, and oh, I'm we'll great. Do- I'm great at arguing about <laughs> stupid uh, nerd stuff. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna have to set up a, a date for us to argue about uh, nerd stuff, and uh, we'll put a podcast out about it, and uh, it'll be super fun because I like talking to you, man. Cool, man. I appreciate it. I enjoyed this. All right, I I, I can't wait to to read uh, to read King Supreme, and uh, I'm gonna be following that uh, anytime we we post something uh, about uh, an upcoming Kickstarter. I follow that Kickstarter like it's my own. I'm like looking at that thing day in, day out. Like, <laughs> hey, well, I appreciate it. Please check <laughs> ours out. And I, uh, I had to stop myself from sending an encouraging mid, mid-month slump note to, uh, to a very well-known creator like hey man i've been through that like this dude sold uh, more comics than i've ever read <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to tell him it's going to be okay <laughs> but yeah i no, follow man, this we, stuff we need that because it's I, I understand man it's, that mid that mid campaign slump is real oh, it, it it's depressed and you know discouraged many of people uh, you know, we try to find try, try to find ways to get through it. It's just it's, it, it it's, kicks it's, you it's hard, right but, in you know, the gut. Yeah. We, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, we appreciate any any encouragement to just send, man. Dude, and we're gonna we're gonna go crazy on the social media about this, and uh, it's it's gonna be a good time. Okay. Awesome. I appreciate it. All right. Take it easy, man. All right. You too. Bye. Cool. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just get get out there. Go back to the book. You got a couple yeah. of days left here. You got, go go support it. It's already funded. I just checked right before we recorded. It's funded. It's going to come out. So you know you're back. You're going to get a solid book out of Danny. That's right. I I, uh, I backed it. Nice. At the nice. fifteen dollar level. I'm pretty sure that's where I backed it. Too. I can't remember yeah. what I did. Yeah. And and really, if you can't afford to back it, then share it because yeah, that does it help. It really does help. 
So give it a share. He's uh, fully funded. He's got more, you know, I know he's got a lot more ideas in the works. And oh, yeah. I, I messaged him. I told him, man, I hope you and Morgan do a bunch of those commercials that they did for Lumberjacks, <laughs> the novel. Yeah. And oh, him, God, They yes. did all those hilarious commercials on Facebook. We, it's, I don't know. It was, it was really funny. I liked it a lot. Yeah, they're they're solid. They're solid. I mean, they're they know what they're doing. That's for sure. They're, yeah, you know. So there you guys go. I hope you enjoyed that. Please get out there, check out the Kickstarter, look up King Supreme, Danny J Quick, Fourth Wall Productions, and you'll see all the stuff they have going on. It's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, we'll have a link down in the show notes. You can just, you can just click on it if you want to, but or yep. just search King Supreme on Kickstarter. You'll find it. There you guys go. Hey, don't forget we're Spoiler Country. We're heard everywhere. Podcasts are heard, and of course we're on all the social medias. Yeah, and you have a voice. You're not, not. <laughs> That's Johnny paying attention. <laughs> Sorry. I was spacing off looking at the wall for some reason. And we have a voicemail, 707-656-2080. 707-656-2080. I cannot talk tonight. Call. It was a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Tell us something fun. Make fun of me for not being able to talk. I don't care. Just have fun with it. We have an email, spoilercountry at gmail.com. Shoot us over an email. Tell us anything you want. Send us a book to review. We'll, we'll get it into the queue. Uh, we have a website, scpod.net. Go there, read the reviews, read articles, read all the fun. Or listen to all the podcasts we have up there. We've been spending some time organizing it, so you can now use the top bar menu to go to different types of podcasts and different different reviews and different authors, which is uh, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, is that up? It uh, well, so the the what you're thinking about is not up fully yet. But I did spend some time getting the current website um, organized, where what's nice. currently there is now organized and can be can be picked through pretty easily. Nice. Well, there you guys go. Go check it out. The scpod.net is a is a cool place to hang out. Yes, it is. All right, guys. Don't forget to open the mind and read more. Oh, you know what? We have t-shirts. We have t-shirts. What well, we do? Yeah, you go to scpod.net and click on shop. You'll see yeah. some merch and more stuff yeah. coming. More stuff coming. So go buy a teacher. Go, go, go show us your love. There you go. All right. Now open that one. And read more. See ya. <laughs>